camera. Action. Welcome back to Screen to Page. My name is Peter Burge. As always, I'm with my co-host, Dr. Tiffany Israel. Hello. Thanks for listening. Uh, tonight, we're going to uh, be tapping into the Queen's Gambit uh, 2020 phenomenon show on Netflix. Um, a little drunk, so we're going to put that out there right now. <laughs> the fans requested it. <laughs> fans requested that we drink while we do it, so we decided to do it for this one. Decided to get drunk for this one and then um, play chess for the next one. Yes. Um, so, a little, uh, so this is going to be a, a series that we're going to do on the Queen's Gambit. So this will be our first episode, and we'll be back again next week to record a second. Yes. About, we're going to do three, I think three mini episodes on this um, adaptation. Um yeah, so uh, this uh, if you haven't watched it, it's on Netflix and you've been living under a rock um, <laughs> or you're not in America in quarantine because your country <laughs> took the pandemic seriously. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, before we jump into this, uh, you just recently watched it, right? Yes. Like what? I, I jumped ago? on the bandwagon late. Yeah, yeah. I watched it Yeah, about maybe even less, like a couple weeks ago for sure. Yeah, I think I watched it in October. Yeah. And it's when I got the flu. Ooh. So I watched stuff. it in one day. Damn, it goes quick. It's though. quick. It, it's, it uh, it's six hours and 33 minute runtime, the whole thing. So one day, oh. I mean, with one. a lot of Dayquil. Original was... Pride and Prejudice movie. Yes. <laughs> It's like a five and a half hour movie. Yeah, yeah. Or Roots. <laughs> or Roots. So that was like a million hours. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it, directed by Scott Frank. Um, also written by... Walter Tevin. Uh, oh, the script, you mean. Alan Scott is... Yeah, I'm talking about the movies per, you, like we always, like I always do. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Wrong place. <laughs> so, uh, those of you who have uh, Under the Rock, like I said, it's a story about an orphan girl who is a chess prodigy. Um, she can just, you know, she learns the game by watching someone else play for, like, seconds, mm -hmm. goes into her room at night, eats some Ambien tranquilizers, and just sees the game appear to herself. I mean, in the show, they show it on the ceiling, and then the book, they mention it like that. But that editing for that was insane. I thought it was so cool. Um, every time I see it, I'm still like, that's so cool. Um, and, uh, I really loved the progression from that in the first episode when she sees the board the first time she goes upstairs and then the board appears on the ceiling. And then the next time she sees, uh, what's his name? Sh Sh Scheibel? Scheibel, yeah. Uh, playing, she sees the pieces, they move a couple times. The next time she's in bed, she looks up, she sees the pieces appear. And then the next time she looks up, cause he's making moves, she starts seeing how they move. And she basically learns from that. The ceiling um, chess. But, I, um, yeah. Uh, I really love the scene where once she uh, gets adopted in the second episode, um, she, like, rips the canopy yeah. um, drapery, drapery off of the top of the bed so that she can see, get the, that that visual and see the, the, the chessboard up there. Yes. Because it becomes such a big part of how she 
is able to sleep without the tranquilizers mm-hmm. and and even well, she does take the tranquilizers. The time. Then. Yeah, she does. Which uh, I do want to touch on that, and we'll probably touch on it in every episode. The tranquilizers being this, I mean, drugs are bad, mm-hmm. um, but I don't really feel like, like I feel like it's, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but in the in the show, it's like she does them and then she doesn't do them. And then, like, she does them to play chess, and then, like, she doesn't do them, but they're like, you have a problem. I'm like, I don't know. It seems like she went, like, years without doing it, and then, like, she did it, like, one time, and then, like, she didn't do it again, you know? It's like, I don't know. No. You think she's no. doing it more than they she, put out? In the in the show, she's, like, losing her shit when she realizes that she doesn't have the training When she's anymore. a kid. Yeah, she has. Yeah, when she's like withdrawing, but I don't see her ever withdraw when she's an adult. Which also, I don't think she's ever an adult, right? I think even by the end of the series, she's like not even twenty. She's always young. Yeah, but she definitely she's at least eighteen. I thought at the end. At the end, maybe, maybe eighteen to twenty. She's thirteen in the beginning. But like when she like goes, we're skipping ahead. Um, But yeah, we're only doing (laughs) the first two episodes right now. uh, so uh, today's episodes will cover chapters one and two, no, chapters one through four mm-hmm. and episodes one, one and two. two. Yeah. Um, so we're going to just try to keep this within the diameters of yeah. that, but we have seen the show, so it might spill over just a, a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, in the, in just to stick with one and two, I think that she definitely has those withdrawals, but then when she goes... I feel like time does elapse where she has no choice, but she has to st- that she has to stop using them because she she has no more, and then it kind of comes back with the stepmom, yes, or the adopted mother who has access to to the pill the pills. Also, I wonder. I didn't notice the first time. You're better um, at picking up on like smaller details than I am. But did you notice in the first episode that her real mother was doing um, pills too? No. Like when the dad comes to the house, there's this scene like really quick. I didn't notice it the first time. She has like a vial, yeah, like a glass vial, and when it drops and it like the camera pans to the the vial, it's pills in it. Oh, so I feel like there's this weird parallel between like yeah, I mean, of, it's like, like a, your parent, addiction. Yeah, like, like the mother has it, it runs in the, the family. The adopted mother has it. She has it. I feel like she fights it, and she has. She has chest too. So she has all these, like, the, the adopted mom has nothing. Well, the nothing. mother was, like, a genius. Yeah, she's a, a doctor. Yeah. Like, they show sort. her... Uh, her dissertation or yeah. some document. Yeah. That has her name on it as Dr. Diploma, Hama, whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so... But also they show, like, the, the, the details that you pay attention to. Like, she has, like, a scar on her wrist. I didn't even notice that the mother... When they're at the, when they're at the lake... Mm-hmm. I did watch I had a little <laughs> but there's like a scar on her wrist and it's not it's like a vertical scar like the mom is suicidal mm-hmm. and she's going crazy um, which the book we haven't gotten that far yet but in the book it opens up with the mom dies but Beth is not a part of it yeah, she's not so there. if you've seen the show Beth was in the car now the book might get back to that maybe Beth just put it out of her head for now um but if not I mean the writers really did a great job because it's such a a cliffhanger like yeah it's keep, it yeah it's it, it, and 
it progresses like you see her um you see her like um, tripping out it's like close your eyes she always hears the close your eyes yeah and then as it progresses it's like i have some a problem i have to handle after like after she visits the dad and he won't take her and she you know it's like you see that this flashback is something that she's dealing with and um grappling with throughout uh but in the book it's like the cops just show up at her house and they tell her you know you're an orphan now yeah and they take her to the orphanage. Yeah. Um, also, the dad is a, is a, a is big dead. discrepancy there. Like in the in the movie in the show, he's dead. They yeah. say like we don't know anything about they, him. Yeah, he's you know they speculate that like oh well that type of of people who live there like who knows what happened. But in the book, she has these memories of of him. Like he's obviously not maybe not the the greatest husband. They allude to him like fighting with the mom a lot. But he's I there. think he's a fine father and yeah, a fine a, husband. Yeah. The mom. You think the, the mom, well? The mom is crazy. Because so he it's comes that. back. He comes back and he's like, "Why are you doing this? I'm looking for you. I can't keep doing it's this." It's our daughter, and she goes, "We don't even know if it's really our daughter." Like yeah, the mom's yeah. going crazy. Yeah, the mom is. is but um, I don't know how she has custody. I wondered also um, if it's the time period. You know, like so many things are different. Like 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 at that t- like there was another. Um, book that we read and it just seemed kind of like the broke back like it just yeah. seemed kind of like maybe 40 years ago if you're if you're you divorced your wife like the courts didn't get involved it was just like your wife i don't know yeah i'm speculating i have no idea like what, what custody issues were yeah. like um, <laughs> that part but it just seems like there was more of like a or maybe it wasn't a divorce it seems like the mom just left yeah yeah, yeah. you know and they like live he's like they you guys live in a trailer in the middle of nowhere yeah like the mom's obviously on some shit um but yeah we'll wait to see if the book touches that again because that's such a big thing in the show for me like she eventually has to deal with that so we see her slowly coming to it but it's definitely a big deal like the mom knew that she the mom planned to kill herself and and she was like and the child yeah inadvertently yeah Yeah. she was like you're here close your eyes like we're gonna do it head-on collision with a truck dad wouldn't take you (laughs) why why are you laughing about it i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm the worst tiffany had a fine childhood i'm the worst i'm sorry um awkward things make me uncomfortable i laugh well, uh, yeah, me too. Funerals, um, you know, all sorts of things. Uh, another thing um, that we've talked about, aside from tonight, is Jolene, oh, the best friend God. in the book. She, we're still unsh- unsure at what terms to use, but we'll say molest. But she, like, she touches. She touches young Beth. Young Beth, without necessarily. There's no consent. Beth does tell her to stop, and she eventually stops but she like is upset with beth for saying that she's not comfortable yeah. you know and, and, and it does come back again because beth mentions that later the the book is written kind of weird there are some things that are i mean just because especially when we were reading lolita and i was like this is kind of weird yeah and then we um, jump from weird to weird yeah and like they like mention like in the book like jolene's pubic hair and i'm like yes if this doesn't come back there's no reason that i need to read this I think it's showing that age difference, though. That, like, even though they're but they're even that even years, her touching her because if you like right then and there, you're like, oh, Jolene, no, no, yeah. But they they like get past it, and then they're best friends again. Yeah. And it's hers, you know, her 
sister from another mister. I wonder, though, just because, well, Jolene does stop touching her. But it just seems like very like, okay, whatever. Like, like just like kind of mean. And then in the book, the next day when she sees her, she calls her like, cracker again but like in a very like like in the movie in the show it's like it's a joke it's like hey what up cracker yeah but like in the book it's a slur like she is mad at her like you didn't let me touch you you fucking cracker 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 bitch yeah cracker bitch or something and then but (laughs) i also really like that i feel i feel like i get more of a sense of of beth as a domineering figure uh more and more in the in the book like she has more balls in the book for me, and I really enjoy it. Like oh. she's like, yeah, nigger. Like like she like gets back there, and she's like, yo, like <laughs> I'm allowed to say it in black. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a direct quote. I didn't say it. Yeah. He did. Um, but yeah, she like gets back at her, and like there's a couple other instances too. Like I feel like she's just very sh- like strong and sharp in the book in a way that I appreciate a lot. Like um. At one point, this the I keep calling her stepmom. The adopted mother says to her, "Like we're broke, basically," and she's like, "Well, there's you know, a couple clapbacks." Yeah, she claps back. Yeah, like don't That's they send you word. money? Yeah, did they send you money, man? Yeah, like where's the money? And then she and the the lady but the mom's says, always like, drinking and smoking. Yeah, exactly. Like, and she knows it. She yeah. calls her out on it. And at the the orphanage, Miss um, Deerduff. Uh, says something to her about the tranquilizers when she's having that meeting in the office and she finally gets in trouble and she's like, you shouldn't have been giving them to kids. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, yes! Or, like, she's uh, tough. It, like, uh, it's in the second episode, I believe, when she's already adopted. She's like, oh, I'm going to be late again. And she's like, why? She's like, well, I'm going to a trust tournament. She's like, well, I just figured there would be things more female-oriented yeah. Yeah, for girls to do to, you know, find themselves. And she's like, well, what did you do? Yeah. Like, what and are you doing right now? Like, you're, drops the mic. <laughs> like, yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, you're... Sitting on the couch. You're just sitting on the couch drinking. drinking all day. Yeah. And, like, there's also um, some parts where I'm just, like, uh, at least, like, in the first episode with the adopted mother, you wonder if you don't like her. Yeah. Like, she's, like, she realizes, oh, this is a way to make money. But I, like, as I've already watched it, and now that I'm watching it again, I realize the mom needed something. Mm-hmm. And she's and lost so a did kid, Beth, too. Yeah. And she lost a kid. She lost her husband. Mm-hmm. And the mom doesn't take advantage of Beth. You know, like, she asks for a small commission, which is kind of messed up. But also, they're, like, able to grow with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I first watched it, I was like, oh, I don't like the mom. But... Now that I'm watching it again, there are parts where I'm like, I don't like her, but I think she's doing fine because... I, I think... I agree. Like, you don't think she's exploiting her daughter? No. I think she... But I that, that's what I thought in the beginning. But now I'm like, I think she's knows that this is what... That, shit, this is Beth's calling. So she's going to do whatever she can. I think she... Yeah. I think she definitely does. I could see how you're... Like, the latter perspective. She seizes an opportunity. Like, she realizes, you know, this is a way for me to get out, you know? And I think that saves her and, in a way, saves Beth until Beth is old enough to really function on her own without having that strong parent, like, you know, ish guardian there. Yes. At least physically. Um, but I, I don't... She does ask for a commission. 
But I think she just. But sees Beth it responds with it. a higher. Yeah, she does. So she doesn't take it personally. I don't know if that was in the it. book, though. We haven't got. We're skipping ahead. No. We haven't got there in in the in the book or the show. We in the oh, show right. it ends up with like where Belichick. she says like. Yeah, she just, she just tells her like I'll call you out of school. I'll tell yeah. you when you're sick, and we'll. You're right. She sees the opportunity right. to go on the first trip. Well, uh, um, let's uh, let's discuss the first uh, meet that she goes to mm-hmm. when she shows yeah. up with the zero ranking, and she meets Towns, who yes. I love. I love Towns. Um, low key small characters in the show, though. My favorite are the twins. I love the twins. When she's like, I wanted like your your rank is zero. Yeah. Are, like and they, they you can't it, play them. You're not gonna yeah, play those and guys. They, but they don't even say like at first they're like, are you sure you want to do this? You know, like because I mean I don't know the difference of inflation rates, but it was five dollars. Yeah. And they look at her like, are you sure you want to do this? And she's like, yeah. And they're like, okay. And like as she wins, they like be like root for her and they're friends with her. Yeah, eventually. Um, and. Uh, yeah, Noah. She when she plays the girl uh, first, she's like, "Why do they put the girls together?" She's like, "They're not supposed to." <laughs> like, but it is what it is. It is what we're it the is. only ones here. Um, I do like uh, the that final chess match. Okay, so two big chess scenes for me. I'll start with the first one um, when Mr. Gantz and Scheibel play her simultaneously and she gets up and the score in that scene I think is amazing like the music is really Mm -hmm. well done too in the show she gets up and she like walks to the window and she's looking outside and she starts telling Mr. Gantz where to move her 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 pieces and I'm like the music is just perfect and the scene is so great and it's it's just such a good moment because I think that's the moment when they both realize this kid is a freaking genius like she's not watching these boards she's playing them both at the same time she had never played chess before starting to play in the custodian closet. Yeah. Like it just, it, it's such a good scene. Um, and you start to realize how that she truly is a, a prodigy. And this is something that's really unique. Um, and he also is like, uh, the guy from the high school is, uh, gets Gantz. Gantz. Uh, he's like, so he says that you play with him on Sundays and she's like, yeah. Like, well, who else do you play? Nobody. Yeah. You only play a couple hours a week? Yeah. yeah. And then I just play in my I head. play in my head. It's like, that's when they realize, like, this is going to be the next grandmaster. And then from there, like, just... She's to too see, old to be a prodigy, though. They say. Well, it becomes that way. Yeah. Definitely. As time progresses, like, after she's... When she's actually competing in the tournaments, for sure. She's... But I think she's better than all of, all yeah. of the grandmasters. So she's she is better than a prodigy. You know, she's, yeah. she's awesome. And... I love that scene um, when Beltic shows up late towards the end of, well, yeah, the end of um, the second episode, and she's pissed that he's late. And you see her going from, like, that little timid child to, like, this, like, like, she's not an adult, but, like, she's really, like, filling herself and learning the way of the land, and she knows that she's talented. She is like, you're late. And she's pissed that you you know you're. But not it's also it like he. I feel and like he was doing it also to. He was worried. Huh. He he had to be worried. He was playing her, and like when he walks up, he goes. He like asks what her name is. Mm-hmm. You know, like fuck you, bro. You know her name. Yeah. And he's yeah, trying yeah. to it's get on her, board. Buddy. He's trying to get in her head. Like he's like got a second cup of coffee. He's like yawning, mm-hmm. and then she like freaks out and she goes to the bathroom. Yeah. And then she comes back and like does one move and you see his face just like, oh shit. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, in his head, he was probably like, 
I haven't been taking it seriously enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But on purpose, not taking it serious. So she would like to get in her head. Yeah. To, to kind of sketch her out a little bit. And, uh, but, but he doesn't, he doesn't prevail at nope. all. And she's, and she's like, she's like, it's over. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 I can get out of this. Yeah. And she's like, well, maybe if you showed up on time, you could, Burn. but you can't. <laughs> yeah. And like right then and there, he's just lays down his king. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah. son of a bitch. That's what he says. It, he says a couple times and he keeps trying. He's come a long way from like, uh, Harry Potter. I can't even wrap my head around the fact that that is, what is his name? Dudley? D- Dudley. That, oh my gosh, it's so crazy. Yep. Um, so yeah, she sees towns and uh, then she wins. She wins a little bit of money and then uh, that's when she starts taking the prescriptions and just filling out the prescription for herself from her adopt her mother we'll just, yeah. or her stepmom, just to not be confused because we will bring back up her biological mother every time. Um, and uh, I did read something, a little fact about this. Um in the second episode when she picks up the chess review magazine and she sees Benny Watts, which you're not introduced to Benny Watts in the first two episodes. Um, It's the October 1963 issue. That issue featured Bobby Fischer, which Bobby Fischer is like one of the greatest chess players of all time. Um, He became a grandmaster when he was 15 you know, at age 13, he he won a game that they called the Game of the Century. And he was only 13 when that happened. Oh. So, the, and like, there's a movie like Finding Bobby Fisher. It's like a big mm-hmm. movie in the 90s. Or Searching for Bobby Fisher. Because um, I'm pretty sure after, like, he won and all that stuff happened. I mean, this was back in the day. He, like, vanished, like, off the face oh. of the earth. Um but yeah, no, so it's like, I also feel like it's uh, that issue having Benny, because Benny was very young as well, maybe Benny's supposed to be like a version of Bobby Fischer. Oh, yeah. But I've also been reading, so many people want another season of this show, but there's not another book. You know, the author is dead. No, yeah, Hulu's great. Um, but yeah, they... Sorry. I, I, yeah, they say they might do a second season and it would be her like facing Bobby Fischer, but... If I had to choose, I would leave it the one season, but money talks. Do they ever do? I was, do they ever do it that way? I was imagining. I was thinking about um, the Hulu series Handmaid's Tale, and there's one book, and they've gone season after season. Is there more books after though? No. Oh, it gets there. It's not like Game of Thrones where they like just were ahead of the books. No. Yeah, they no. Just, they just see it and they, they just, just keep doing it, and that's and it just started going to. Sh- it was. It's a good sh- series, but anyway, it, it um. I, I also read uh, that the what you were saying about Bobby Fischer is probably really accurate because the author says that he um, basically uh, the grandmasters that he knows are showing up in the book and he's just he changed their names. Yeah. So the, it, there probably is a lot more of that. Like, yeah, Bobby um, Fischer died in like. 2000 and something what this book was written in the early 80s yeah i think it got published in like 83 or 86 yeah um um oh but going back to what you were saying about her uh filling out the script herself i also didn't notice the first time i watched the series that she gets the money in the beginning from shiva to mm -hmm. go to her first competition um but she also steals money from one of the girls at school yeah 
Not in the show. In the book. Yes. I, so they, okay, so that's why I didn't notice it before. I was yeah. like, I don't remember her stealing Yeah, like, she doesn't money. do it in the, in the show. Okay, so she does it in the book. But yeah, I was like, oh, that's shocking. Like, so yeah. she, she pockets this girl. Yeah, there's a there's a couple differences. And... Like, they talk about when she goes into the bookstore in the book in the in the book. She goes into a bookstore asking for chess books. That's in the show, the library. Yes. And then when she's in the library, she sees the girl, the girl making, making out. out with her boyfriend. And uh, one of my favorite lines of the first two episodes, at least, is Beth walks in. After the girl's like talking shit about her, bumps into her and she's like, excuse me, Beth. She's like, fuck you, Margaret. <laughs> love it. I love it. She doesn't even look back. She just says it. She's such a tough cookie. Um. And uh, yeah, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, who plays Beth, she's so beautiful. She is. And it's... It, they do such a good job, too, making her like... Playing her down a little bit. Well, progress her age throughout mm-hmm. it. Because mm-hmm. like when you first see her, you're like, oh, she's obviously over the age she's playing but she still looks young and like as it goes on like she just it's they do a good job they do it's it's the show is very well done um what was i gonna say oh i also noticed it's a funny thing but uh her affinity to fashion and clothes you Mm -hmm. see like the progression of that so much in in the movie in the show but also like in the book i feel like you see it a lot more like how she her that outfit her mom gave her um that says Beth on it gets gets burned and that happens in in both. No. That happens in the show. No. Yeah. Miss Deardoff takes it and oh. she's like, oh, gonna, well, this will burn and she gives her the new clothes. Um so she that happens and then she feels like like there's this moment when she goes to the high school in the book, she talks about how she is dressed like the way she's dressed she doesn't fit in at the high school like she doesn't feel comfortable yeah. around like all these kids so she asks to go get more clothes in the uniform well no no before when she goes to with mr gantz to play those chess oh, kids in the yes. book, she feels out of place and well, then she also is out of place because she's like she gets eight. adopted of course and you're a high school kid like calm down and you're in a uniform it's fine but i feel like that kind of you see that play out a lot too in the show when she sees that dress after she wins like her first tournament she's like you know, I'm going to buy this dress. And then she becomes, like, so, like, fashionable. And well, I, it's just I, and I, I, I love that. She wins the money. She goes to get a chessboard mm-hmm. and books. Yes. And then she, right before she pays, she goes back and looks at that one outfit. Yeah. So when that happens, when I'm first watching it, I'm like, oh, don't, don't do this. Don't waste your money on clothes. You really want that. And she walks in the house with the bags. And she throws the clothes. Yeah, like, she, she just throws the bag. Books. And, like... And then she just, like, starts pulling out the books. And, like, mm-hmm. so she pulls out, like, one at first. And I'm like, oh, so she puts some books back. No. She's, she just added the dress or the outfit. But I just love how, like, she does want to look nice. And yeah. she is about fashion. But the chess is still, still number the, one. Yeah, oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. she just throws that bag down. Like, she doesn't look at it again. Yeah. She just starts setting up the chessboard slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, Putting out her books. It is true. I just think it's so interesting because it kind of takes you back to like how she is this insecure like orphan girl and i think in the book i in the show everything happens so fast that sometimes it's easier to forget that and then as you're reading it's like that really is it's more like you're you're more in tune with with how hard it is for her as an orphan like being 
stripped away from her home and they don't even say so much about the, the mother but just like now she's in this place she's sharing a room with all of these girls she's hearing all of these sounds from the hallway in the middle of the night she has this weird relationship with Jolene she's on the drugs and she's not on the drugs like I feel like it's there's just more of this pang of, of like what orphan life looks like yeah the book is definitely book, more because sure. what we read the first four chapters mm -hmm. she doesn't get adopted until what the third yeah we watch that progression of her from a little girl to like a yeah for like a quarter of it versus in the the show it's one episode. one episode and then she's adopted so you forget yeah yeah exactly and it's just so oh gosh you just feel so bad um I also noticed that in the in the book, Ferguson is is different. The portrayal of that character. Oh yeah. Um, he has a little relationship with Jolene that you don't see in the show. In the book, he's also a, a student. He's a graduate student. Methuen is supposed to be situated on a graduate campus somehow, mm -hmm. and he um, is is young and has more of a. a, a a playful relationship with the girls. His relationship with Jolene is, is they don't go too far into it, but it's obviously something weird. Um, but even with um, Beth, like when he's taking her after she steals the tranquilizers um, and in the book, she goes to the hospital, mm -hmm. which makes sense. She just ate a bunch of tranquilizers. Um, and on the way from the hospital, he's taking her back and he's like joking with her a yeah. little bit about it. There's this, this like banter about the pills. Um, so he's, I, weird because I, I guess he is having a relationship with a child, but I like him better in the in the book. I, feel like I don't he's know if he's having a relationship. A fuller, well, what do you think it is? I think that <laughs> they just played around. I think that they're just in a weird time and where you know they're both two African Americans, so mm -hmm. they like understand each other. Okay. Um, because I mean, unless it's a little different, but in the remember, like Jolene, they, she's like, "What's a cocksucker?" Yeah. Oh, baby, you don't know. You, you, looks like a little thumb. Some girls Some like girl. sucking on that thumb. And she's like, she's like, do you? And she's like, I ain't never tried it. So like that, yeah, right when I saw yeah, that, I was yeah. like, okay, so she's never. They're not sexually active. They're not sexually. Like maybe they just like talk and hang out. And yeah. She, okay. I was, I was very unsure how to feel. You know what else was really ambiguous to me? And I was wondering if you caught it. Is Deardolph abusive in the book? They mention like her, what is it called? Well, yeah, they, the demerits. No, they mentioned something. It's so brief, but they never talk about it, really. But they say... Hmm, it was all strange. She had never been touched very much by older people except for punishment. She did not let herself think about Mrs. Deardoff's razor strop. That's when you get the demerits. Oh! You get ten demerits and you get whipped. Okay, so she's beating them. I mean, that's like... Is she allowed to... I mean, I guess they're giving kids tranquilizers. It's fine. Well, I mean, back in the day, like, when our parents went to school, like... That's true. I remember that it was, like, like, a thing, like, you'd put your hands out and the teacher would hit your hands with a ruler. Okay, you're right. You know, I this mean... This is fine. This is okay. <laughs> okay, I was just concerned. Some abuse is different from, you know... I depends, was concerned. Depends on how you look at it and how you were raised. <laughs> this is getting awkward. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, that... Um... I think one of the other... And this is like a really like overlapping thing. But I also get a very strong sense in the book of all that chess represents for her. Which in the show, I don't get that so much in the beginning. Obviously, I get that she's a prodigy and she's amazing. Um, as it progresses, it's more clear. But just in the book, I feel like 
chess is so much bigger than chess. Like it's this sense of power. It's mm-hmm. her sense of confidence. It's her her. Uh, it's what's keeping her to sleep at night. It's what's getting her through the day. Um, and you mentioned earlier that she takes the tranquilizers and then she doesn't take them. So it's not really addiction. And I feel like she does have addictive tendencies that she inherits from the mom and maybe yeah. the model from and the, the second mom. Yeah. But I feel like chess balances that addiction because chess almost feels addictive too. Like the way that it's played, like not all addictions, I guess, aren't bad, like, but she's addicted to chess. Like it's, it's definitely like something that she needs. Yeah. Um, and I feel like it's, she's able to like balance the two out. So like sometimes like she can do without the tranquilizers because she has this, like this other like vice. love and less of a vice, not well, so much, but yeah, like this other addiction Okay. Um, th- to kind of pass the time with. So yeah. it's just such a, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, it is a book and it is a show about chess, but the chess represents so much more than that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it resonates. Like, I don't play chess at all, but you the show's will, still... will uh, next week. <laughs> I will get my ass kicked next week. I don't play watch. it either. I just know um, how to play it. I just know how. Um, but yeah, it resonates. So um, everyone tune in next uh, Thursday. We yes. are going to do an Instagram live chess match between Tiffany and I. Winner take all. Um, <laughs> It'll be on our screen to page um, IG account. Yes. And we will be shooting out the follow-up episodes on the follow-up um, podcast Ooh. on the next couple of episodes um, yeah. next week. Yes. This will be a weekly thing. Um, I think we have closed on this one. Yeah. 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 Um, so we will uh, be back next week. And uh, we'll just leave this uh, episode in check. So uh, (laughs) thank you all. Thank you.